When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Point it this way. Point so it that, that way. When I look at you, so you know some people's microphones are crooked, and that's I think that's okay. You know, yeah, you shouldn't. Your microphone is beautiful. Absolutely. I don't want people out there getting cosmetic microphone surgery just mm-hmm. because they're uncomfortable about the shape. You know, it takes all sorts. Exactly. Horses for courses. What? No, don't do it with a horse. No, no. absolutely not. No, I mean, they're illegal. Their microphones are. They're not compatible with humans as far no. as I'm People aware. have died. They literally have. I mean, it's urban legends, but one of them must be true. Surely, yeah. right? Mm. There's only so much space for a microphone. Yeah. Um, you can't go much further than that. The other way around, though, mm. that's, that's fine. That's uh, up until I think quite recently was okay in Germany. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe so. Actually legal, was it? I don't know. Oh, my God. Uh, but I believe You can't say that if were, you don't know if it's true. Were, I think certainly it's slightly more, it was slightly more relaxed. Okay. You could just sort of... as long Well, as I you, should hope it probably is quite relaxed. Otherwise... We had verbal consent. That's where it does get difficult if mm-hmm. everyone needs to be relaxed. Precisely. Anyway, the point is your microphone is now pointing at your face yeah. rather than uh, rather than at the wall. Exactly. And, uh, it's right, right up in my face. We're ready to go. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and Welcome to the Triple Jump Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Peter. This is a video game podcast. It's about video games. It's always been about video games. Yeah, all six episodes all of it. All six episodes. I don't know why people would think any different, no. especially given our intros, usually, and this week in particular. Uh, we're recording slightly earlier this week, Peter. Mm. Uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice is but two days away at the time time of of recording and the time of release is available now well because you're going on a a jolly on friday aren't you thursday thursday afternoon yeah to record super early so that you can go and enjoy yourself i'm going for a big nerd weekend sadly not to play sekiro but actually to play uh, bloodborne Mm. um I've, i've mentioned it in in previous ventures before that once a year usually about once a year we have a big old nerd meetup yeah, uh, with with a couple of uh, friends at one of their houses, and we just sit there and play a from software game through from start to finish in oh. co-op, and it's it's super fun. We did it with Borderlands one year as well, actually Borderlands two. Goodness me! Um, and this year it's Bloodborne. Yeah, it's Bloodborne's turn. We've done, we've done. I believe we've done Demon Souls, Dark Souls two, mm-hmm. Dark Souls remastered. Yeah, and now we're doing Bloodborne. So it's pretty. I'm pretty excited. So you've nearly run out. You, you better hope that. I mean, you, I guess you could do Sekiro next time. 
Sekiro. Sekiro has no multiplayer. Oh, of course it doesn't. Sadly, we were talking about this the other day a on real the way into work. Trend bucker, <clears throat> a you mother bucker. Let's all sit there with a separate telly and console and play it together, but not play together. Se- Separo. Yeah, separate. Very good. Uh, which which wouldn't be as much fun, unfortunately. But no. I'm looking forward to it. That's why we were recording early. Uh, I hope future Ben is enjoying Sekiro, and I hope people watching slash listening at home are enjoying Sekiro too. Maybe you'll be talking about it on the next episode uh, in what we play in. That groundbreaking segment that yeah. nobody's ever experienced. That's before. coming up twice later on. In well, two. Well, I mean, we both bring an answer. To, we do it all exactly. in one go. Yeah, it's, it's one section, but we both have a yeah. Have a go later on it. in the podcast, enjoy that later. I'll certainly be streaming it uh, in the coming week. Mm. Um, I'll be playing Sekiro, yes. and uh, that that'll be very exciting. You can probably see me really struggle because, by all accounts, it's very different. Very different. Yeah. There's no. Uh, there is a roll button, but instead of just being able to sort of spam roll like you could in in Dark Souls and uh, in Bloodborne, yeah, you can't really do that here. There's there's like a there's a parry button, there's a jump button, there's like a grapple. And there's a well, there's a grapple button too, but mm. like those are the the roll, jump, and parry buttons are how you want to sort of avoid being hurt mm. in combat, and you can't spam one of them. You have to read enemies attacks and right. press the right one kind of like for honor so it's going to be a bit of a learning curve and i'm probably going to really struggle do lots of dying uh, yeah shadows uh sekiro shadows die way more die, than like twice, constantly at shadows least, die at least 12 times loads and loads of times so look forward to watching me very much struggle next time peter how are you doing i'm doing all right thank you very much yeah, yeah. i mean i'm in, enjoying myself um <laughs> just generally yeah just just yeah. right now well, that's nice um, it's nice to do a podcast mm-hmm. it's nice that we're doing it early yeah getting out of the way so that oh, i can God, just such edit, a hassle, isn't it? Get edit for the rest of the week way. i mean i barely have to do anything for the podcast you know i hey i turn up and read from the sheet of notes that you mostly compile and then i scribble my own on top of it right um but you're an integral part of this endeavor yeah well just like worst games ever right you know i couldn't do that without you co-hosting right well I, it wouldn't even exist without without you editing it. well friend. that's what i'm saying you you edit the podcast i edit the worst games ever it's oh. all one big symbiotic happy family yeah it's like one of the when one of those wasps lays an egg inside a caterpillar it's just like that makes the caterpillar climb to the top of a, a stalk yeah, it's like that. Yeah, so our first question, I'm really sorry I asked how you were doing. Right. Our first question uh, comes from uh, Reese Jones. Mm. And Reese Jones asks, The Last of Us Part 2 is my most anticipated game ever. Oh. And it will be the first game release that I take time off work for. <laughs> like how Reese is already planning to take time off work for a game that doesn't have a release date. It doesn't yet. have a release date yet. <laughs> a, a restate. Yes. A restate yet. Uh, have you ever taken time off work or school for a game release? Now, school, obviously. <laughs> We would never do such a thing. You can't take time um, off school. You, you have can't. To, you book have to time be poorly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You, poorly. Yeah. You don't have um, twenty-seven days annual leave from school. No, you don't, including bank holidays. Yeah. Uh, now, I I have not. I've only taken actual. I've only booked actual time off work once. Uh, fortunately, since then I've been. You mean the, for for a game, not for, for ever. games? Oh yeah, I'm very committed to every <laughs> In my job I do. Career. <laughs> but time I've off got once, so I much think. annual leave left. I've got like six years worth. You just of take it all leave. in one. You have twenty. Oh, yeah. You have like a month off in one go. And I'm going to retire ten years early. Yeah, it's very exciting. Sorry, please carry on. Yeah, I've only booked time off uh, work for 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 the playing and enjoyment of video games. Just the one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was for Fallout Four. 
right. and I didn't have much annual leave left anyway. I was working a terrible job at the NHS that I despised and was just slowly killing me. Um, and I didn't have much annual leave left. I only had a half day that I could afford to take. Right. So Fallout 4, I was very, very excited about. And I booked a half day in the morning. So I'd pre-ordered digitally. It's the I think it's still the only game I've pre-ordered digitally. Okay. So I was able to preload it. And so at midnight, I was able just to play immediately and basically tried to play for as long as I possibly could before I then had to go in for work at like lunchtime. Right. Um, and Fallout 4 ultimately wasn't quite the the incredible experience that I was hoping nah. it would be. But I did really enjoy it. And um, and uh, yeah, that that was that one. That was the only time, really. I've, I've been fortunate. We've both been fortunate in that we've worked jobs in the last few years or the last couple of years at least where we've been able to be quite flexible with our time mm. uh, particularly when covering games well yeah it's part the, of the job we can just sort of excuse ourselves and say i need to i need to go and play this for like to make for work content yeah. yeah so spider-man was definitely one i right. think you were actually staying at mine last year yeah and i headed in early to download spider-man because we'd just got the code that's right and i just sat there and played spider-man for like an hour and a half to get to the point where we could make a video on it and i just didn't want to stop yeah it was like, oh, such so good yeah so good what about you though um yeah i mean i think um i once did did a i'm not feeling very well today uh, <laughs> at school um to play skyrim and i don't oh. think that was even necessarily it wasn't it was neither immediately after release, so it yeah. was like, oh, I need to get this played. I don't think it was even after like I had picked up the game. So yeah. I didn't pick up the game till like a little bit after release, a right. few, few weeks later. Then I had the game for a while, and then I think like a few weeks after having owned the game, one day I just decided I don't want to go to school today. I want to play Skyrim. I want to play Skyrim. So I think I. I what told, was your character called again? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, we came up with a... Uh, I mean, we didn't come up with... We spoke about the obviously factual real name that you gave your Skyrim character. Oh, did we? Yeah, I think so. That's completely remember. gone from my memory. Darn. Gosh yeah. and darn. Uh, but I, I also did a bit... Well, no, it wasn't uh, the work... I mean, you kind of justified the Spider-Man one with, like, you know, we had to make a video about it, like, pretty much that day. Yeah. So you had to get us to a point. Um, I took a day off on our spreadsheet... Uh, when Spyro Reignited came out, <laughs> despite the fact I was already working from home. Right, you could have just done it. We well, wouldn't I, have known. I could have just done it, but I wanted you guys to know that, like, right, on this day, I'm not going to get any editing done. So we all need to work around that and make yeah. sure that, you know, even if I do extra work before and after, or if you guys want to pick up some of the slack, like, mm -hmm. I'm taking an official holiday so I can on play Spyro. Spyro. Day. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Um, and I was going to do it earlier because obviously they changed the release date. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd, I'd booked that day off at Yogscast, and then they changed the release date, and I said, "Oh, can I can I cancel that holiday, please, and have it later?" Activision but, um, have, have ruined my dreams, yeah, temporarily. But um, yeah, we're both like fairly good boys. I think we we just wait until the evening. It gets you through the day, though. I think, yeah, or being... makes makes the day drag just on and on and on because you want to go home. I do miss that excitement though, because I used to get it about a lot of games. Mm. Like I used to, pretty much I. When I was watching E3 maybe five or six years ago, everything from every conference would be like, oh, my God, The Division looks incredible. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, it's sort of, it's fine. It's not my cup of tea. Some people really like it, but it certainly wasn't what was portrayed in the adverts mm. initially as some sort of like post-apocalyptic survival game where it's you and your friends against the world and it promised this interesting 
you know, dangerous environment for you to exist in. But really, it's just kind of a shoot and loot kind of deal. With some slightly wooden kind of E3 players all playing together. <sighs> you know, that's always fun, isn't it? When... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release my drone. Releasing the drone. Oh, epic headshot, Nice man. shot, man. Anyway, see you at the skate park tomorrow. Yeah. Where we work. Anyone got any ammo? Sure. Have some of my ammo. Roll- Thanks, man. Deploying ammo now. Here comes the roller droid. Do you see him? No, I don't see him. Okay, now I see him. Hostels ahead. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, But yeah, I used to get excited about all of that stuff. Like, oh, amazing. I got to pre-order everything. Mm -hmm. But as time's gone by, there's less and less that I find myself... There's more... You know, I want to play games, but I find myself less and less excited about everything. It's partly cynicism. It's partly working within the industry. But also, it's that the industry is very... It's far less, I feel like, romanticized and... Uh, sort of magical as it used to be when details about things were more scarce. Yeah. There's so so much information now. It's not a bad thing, but there's so much information now that if you wanted to know pretty much anything about any game at any time, you can can learn it, you can see it, you can watch it. Yeah, that's true. Um, So very rarely does something come along that I get truly head over heels excited about. Spider-Man was one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, I imagine I'll take time off when Borderlands 3 inevitably comes out right um when skyrim came out i pre-ordered it in an actual physical shop in game right went and picked it up took it home went upstairs on the friday night played it all weekend and i only came downstairs once to open the door to get a pizza right and as the the rest of the time i was just in my room just playing skyrim all weekend well for two Um, days Oh yeah, you only ate one pizza. No, no, no. That was the. I meant that was the only time I went downstairs was to get a pizza. I did eat other than that. But the food was upstairs. The food was upstairs. Okay. So I was I I was settling in. Right. It's the same with Mass Effect Two. Actually, when that finally got released on PS3, I was very excited to play it. Um, I took. Well, I say I took time off going to university classes. I was not I was not very good at attending in my first year of university, and that was part of the reason I nearly got kicked out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I basically spent an entire week playing Mass Effect 2 from start to finish. Okay. Just obsessively not being able to put it down. Um, and yeah, it doesn't happen too much anymore. But I'd say Spider-Man was the last time that happened for me. I hadn't personally. thought about uni. I'm sure there were many occasions where I didn't go into uni to, and I just stayed home playing games. I think, but back then I, I only played PC games. I didn't take my console with me to uni. So right, I would okay. have been playing something on Steam. But uh, mm. yeah, maybe Portal 2 or something like that. Portal. Portal. Okay. Peter, it's time to move on. It's time, Ben, for What Are We Playing? Whoa! Peter, explain this, like, ridiculous, just this alien concept to me that I don't understand. Explain. Okay. Well, you know video games? No. Oh, well, uh, you know TV? Is that the one that's on the box? Yeah. Yes. It's the moving box thing. Uh-huh. A video game yeah. is when, like, by holding a thing in your hand, you can make the stuff on the TV do different things and not just like a remote tv remote like you can actually like make a stick or a jammy dodger yeah no like uh, you can you can use the stick and the jammy dodger and it makes the person move around how you want them to move oh wow so that's a video game okay and in, and they're all like that uh, with yeah, the or, sticks and the jammy dodgers yeah. and the moving the person around. absolutely okay cool and and to 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 use the stick and jammy dodger and make the person move around yeah. is is the verb to play a video game oh to play what's a verb uh, a verb is a doing word. Well, okay. Okay. What's a word? Uh, mm, uh, no, no, it's fine. And um, I'll pick it up. So, 
in this segment, what we play in, yes, we talk about the video games yeah. that we have been playing oh. in our homes sort of this week oh. or recently. Okay. Okay. Have you been playing oh, anything? No. No. no just, okay. Well, no. Sh- shall I tell you yes. what, what I've been playing? Please. Okay. Um, in in the office, we do some playing of these games. We do. Um, uh, you, you this week have, have been playing some guitar. Not guitar. Yes. G- yeah. Guitar. Sorry, yes. GTA. GTA. Yeah, that's how it's pronounced. Gitav. Yeah. Gitav. GTA yeah, 5. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have been playing some uh, Bagee. 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 Your favorite. Your, this, now, this is your favorite game. This probably is one of my favorite games of all time. It must be mm. top three, if not top two, or top one. Whoa. Somewhere in that three three way. Ubisoft presents Beyond Good and Evil. Ubisoft cries on stage about how happy he is. <laughs> oh, so touching. Oh, bless him. Um yeah, I I tried for a long time to get it working on stream. Had had so many issues, some huge issues. Hello, I'm Hugh Jishus. Yes. And uh I've now done a two two parts of a live stream on Whoa. It. And um we had a lovely time last time. I had a very supportive audience. Hmm. People got very invested in the narrative. Amazing. Um, some sad boy things happen in particularly the sort of the second hour of the game. Oh no! Uh, second and third hours. So uh, we watched the sad boy bits. Yeah. And uh, and it's it's a very cinematic experience. I think like given although it came out 15, 16 years ago, mm. it's it's got touches of Uncharted about it. I think in terms of character relationships and some of the some of the stuff that you do is deliberately sort of staged in a very cinematic way so that someone sitting watching the game would probably get more enjoyment out of it than like your standard you know sitting watching someone in a combat segment like oh, okay. okay yeah you're you're wow you you axe that guy with your axe great you keep <laughs> doing that but like you know yeah. quite often it's it's a bit of a spectacle mm-hmm. so um hmm. yeah I, I i was very pleased that um the the viewing public at home yeah were indeed engaging with it and thinking this is good and i want you to keep playing it for now so i can see what happens absolutely because i was a bit concerned that you know after building it up across various <laughs> video youtube ventures that he has a tattoo done, as well yeah i didn't i don't um I, okay well yeah i can't show it on camera though it's, it's on his microphone it's on it yeah um i thought you'd say it's on his micro penis oh <laughs> well i mean same difference isn't it yeah um but uh, yeah, after having just sort of gushing about this game for for so long, gushed about this game, it's nice yeah. to be able to go. And here it is. Do you think? Oh, am please, I justified? Please be. Please kind. validate me. Please be kind. And people have done, and I feel okay about it. Yeah, I watched. Um, I tuned in from upstairs. Oh yeah. The majority of your first stream, because oh. I've I've been very curious about this game. At one point, I did buy it. Mm-hmm. Because I'd heard such good things before, before I even, before you were even a twinkle in my mind. Ah, oh. um, and uh, and I just never played it. I never You've got still around never to played it. it. No, I bought the PS4, uh, PS3 HD re-release, mm-hmm. and, and just never played it. Um, so yeah, I've, I've always been very interested in it, and it, and it looks excellent. And you can watch the first two parts of Peter's live streams uh, now on the YouTube channel. Yes, you can. And uh, he'll presumably be resuming. Presuming, presuming, presuming next for, week. As long as there's demand. Um, part two is definitely the what I think 
the one that will will hook you more than part one you know like when you watch the first episode of like game of thrones or something you're like right okay is this that thing that everyone was shouting about yes yeah, got some there's, there's a the small man just slapped the the child yeah um, um but right. there was some like zombie things okay. at the start but they've gone yeah, so I don't know right. what that was about yeah. yeah uh yeah but the the second one things start to happen and you're like oh this this actually has a story and it's got mm. it's got some sneaky sort of splinter cell style bits as well okay a lot of or like mgs i made the comparison metal gear solid one like watching the patterns of guards patrols and things like that ah. sound distractions and things we should all definitely go and watch uh, peter play beyond good and evil then every mm. monday yeah 3 the p.m gmt triple jump twitch channel twitch.tv forward slash team triple, triple jump. jump yes that is the boy <laughs> hello what you playing so because we're doing this early and we record usually quite late mm. There hasn't been a great deal of time that's passed since we last recorded. Yeah, that's why I had to settle for my stream game. Right. Well, I'm doing the same thing. So I haven't actually had anything to play. But we were talking about earlier before we recorded the podcast or started recording that um, there's just not a great deal out there at the moment that either of us particularly want to play in Mm. terms of new releases. So Metro was the last one that I really wanted to play. Yeah. Uh, I've got things on on my on my PS4 like uh, the Hitman first season and stuff that was on PlayStation Plus and so on but like just feel no compulsion to really play it. Yeah. Um so I think Sekiro is going to or Sekiro however you choose to pronounce it is going to fill that void but mm. for the time being GTA uh, started a new character uh, introduced Barbara Piss to Barbara the world Piss, of, yeah. of Grand Theft Auto. And uh, that character creation suite is amongst the most baffling and probably worst character creation suites I've ever seen. I, I was have... watching. I I did not know that that's how... Did you not? No. So my existing character, because I played a lot of GTA Online when it first launched uh, a few years ago, mm. uh, but haven't really touched it since. I've just had the same character throughout, so I only experienced that character creation once. What you do is you choose your two parents from pre-selected models, yeah. and then there's a slider. You choose male or female, and then a slider that makes you more like the, the dad or more like the mum. Yeah. And it's just crap. Like, it yeah. doesn't work. Then you can go in and tweak finer details, but even then you don't have a huge amount of creative control over where it goes. It's just really confusing and strange. None of the buttons feel like they should be doing what they're doing. I kept trying to use the the right analog stick to to turn my character, but you have to, I think it's one of the shoulder buttons you turn, and they literally just turn their head because yeah, you're doing a, back again. It's like a police... A mugshot right. sort of environment that you're creating your character in. But yeah, then they just snap back to facing forwards again. And it's it's really unwieldy and not very good at all. It's like an inverse um Fallout 4. You know when yeah. the the child um spoilers, the the child is created from the two parents yes. that you make at the start of the game. Yeah. But ultimately it's just skin tone well yeah. affected really but rockstar have looked at that and they've decided like oh no why don't we do it the other way around where like in order to create your your person <laughs> as a child you have you, you only have control well not only but you you have to control their parents first mm. as as uh you know as a as a as a gene pool yeah uh, it's really it's a strange weird. choice really. it's a really strange idea i could see that maybe making a bit more sense in games like the sims where you're yeah actively controlling or there's an, there's an active presence of the parents but like you never see these people again you shouldn't be forced into weird. it really like it's what you know if you wanted it in the sims like oh uh these th- they've had a child um please generate you know what you think the child would look like based on these two parents that's fine 
But like, you should also have the option, like you do in The Sims, to just create a child as part of the family and be like, yeah, this is what the child looks like exactly. You know, I've yeah. got all these sliders and things. Such a strange idea. But. It's it's really weird. It was weird at the time. I was interested to see if it had evolve, evolved at all over mm -hmm. the last few years. It hasn't really. I seem to. I think there are more customization options now mm -hmm. uh, for tweaking the final character, but they've still got that ridiculous parental system. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Anyway, then um, obviously the first they they did have the official Barbara Pierce haircut, which was really nice. That's fortunate. Just the the straight fringe with the sort of bob that goes all the way around. Yeah. Really good look. Um, and uh, then we just sort of unleashed Barbara Piss onto the world. She went around campaigning. Piss um, Exactly. And there were all sorts of... They, they had the business suit as well that just makes her look like uh, current British Prime Minister, Theresa May. The business suit. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. And uh, she got a pink gun, uh, went on an adventure over the mountains, got chased by the police a few times, oh, yeah. uh, got shot down by the by the army in a plane. Oh, my God. All sorts of adventures. And uh, that should be up now on the YouTube channel if you want to relive that uh, that ridiculous time. But that's that's pretty much all I've been playing, sadly. Mm -hmm. I'll have a lot of uh, Bloodborne to talk about and hopefully some Sekiro next week yeah. to discuss. Um, but uh, do let us know in the comments below what you guys are playing. That's a P-L-A-Y. Uh, I n apostrophe, mm. yes. Yeah, so play in, so it's legally different from any other s similar things. Not that there are any that you might experience online. Uh, let us know what you're playing and what yeah. you're looking forward to in the comments below. Peter, what's the next question? Um, we've got a question here from Patricia uh, Busquet. I'm hoping. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good attempt at that last name. Busquet. Busquet. B o u s q u e t. Patricia. Baus basket. Basket. Patricia Basket. Sure. Would you ever purchase or play any of the board games that have come out of video games? For example, Fallout, Portal, Dark Souls. Mm. Um, we have both played Dark Souls, haven't we? We have, although we learned afterwards that we weren't playing by the correct rules. No. Um, we played it at the house of what culture's Scott Telford. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a good time. Was Jules there? Jules, Jules was, was there. there. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. the four of us playing it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that was fun. Um, I'm not well versed on my Dark Souls. I've played a little bit of Dark Souls One, um, like literally the first half hour or something at someone else's house. Mm -hmm. um, and I keep meaning to get around to Bloodborne. And I've, I've asked for it for my birthday. Actually, my birthday's coming. The video up. game. Yeah, the... that's very exciting. I was thinking the other day we should do a series called Bloodborne Bros and just do a co-op playthrough oh on the on the channel. But wow. obviously, I'm streaming Bloodborne at the moment, so yes. maybe they'll have to wait a little. We don't while. want to get overblooded, but. Um... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we've we've both played that. I think we had a good time. It it yeah. didn't seem, I don't know. In some ways, it seemed quite sort of Dark Souls brutal. But hmm. um, did I just say we both played Bloodborne? I think I, I think you you implied that, but you meant the you meant the board game. I meant the Dark, I Souls, meant the board Dark Souls board game. Yeah, I think there is um, a Bloodborne board game as well. Though. Yeah, I think there is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we both played the Dark Souls board game, and it, it in some ways it seemed quite brutal um, as is characteristic of the video game. But in other ways, I don't know. Maybe it was because we were playing it wrong. Uh, but yeah, right. I didn't feel like you know we were really up against it at the time. Yeah, so obviously I'm a I'm a huge Souls Soulsborne fan, mm. and uh, I love the idea of the board games. But I think um, particularly it was, as it, we were just trying to work it out as we went along. Yeah, you need you need a strong sort of driving force sort of running the game yeah someone who's who's saying right now so what this means is so we used to play a lot of board games with uh, adam, Blompier adam Blompier when he used to live in the area and that was 
he he was just so as as people familiar with his work might be you know not surprised to hear he's just really good at yeah. narrating and providing context for board games and he's a big board game fan he knows all the rules and stuff yeah so i imagine playing that sort of game with him would be incredible mm. and and really interesting now me personally i don't have the inclination to play board games off my own back right as much as i love the cool boxes they come in and how good it would look on a shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the the price point is just too high for me to warrant buying them because yeah. I know I'd never play them. Yeah. And also it would mean that then if I buy them, I have to learn the rules and I can't be bothered. Yeah. I want someone else to learn the rules and just guide me through just the invite experience. You, around. you can just take yeah. some take some Doritos with you and <laughs> some cider and share it around and say thanks for having me and for running this game for me. Oh, I missed those days. That um, was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Just about a year before we started regularly playing board games with Adam Blompier, which mm. they, they were good times, I lived with a guy at uni um, who was also a big board game fella. Yeah. And he had a whole bunch of them. And uh, we would occasionally in our kitchen, there was like four guys, we would play board games. And one of the ones was a video game one. It was oh. the XCOM board game. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And um, I only remember it quite vaguely because we played a lot of Pandemic at the same time. And sort of in my head, I'm like getting the two mixed up. But I do remember sort of you, you have to like put soldiers in certain areas. I think you like send them out on missions and stuff. There's yeah. a lot of like roll of dice chance. You get different cards with like different types of aliens on with their own stats and things like that yeah um and that i remember that being a lot of fun actually Mm -hmm. and it seemed like a relatively good simulation of the game in Mm -hmm. board form yes um which some board games i imagine probably aren't you know right i bet some are and i bet some aren't but like i guess XCOM as a video game lends itself reasonably well to a board game because it, mm. that's kind of what it is it's very statistical very elaborate, yeah. based and it's all chance based you're and... just looking down on a bunch of figures moving around they just happen to be animated and have particle effects but it's kind of yeah. like a board game even when you play the video game so it, it does yeah. translate well but um i am yeah. fascinated by how they adapt these game properties into mm into board games because the gameplay of dark souls obviously does not translate to cards no uh but they've i feel like they've done a very uh, admirable job of of highlighting the 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 steep learning curves and difficulty that yeah. you can face in dark souls and, and things like that especially being able to play it with a few players as well and mm. take down these uh these bosses and the, the minifigures are really cool and some people yeah. have have done like custom paint jobs and stuff on mm-hmm. them that just look awesome yeah and uh like i i'd be tempted just to buy the minifigures just to, have them just to paint them yeah. i bet i bet some people sell them online just oh, like probably. separately I don't yeah know. you can probably get surplus you know spare parts yeah or whatever, exactly and yeah people just get those i yeah. should look into that you actually. should i mean you talk we talk about you know how gameplay translates i don't think i was aware that there was a portal board game how yeah. on earth does that work no i didn't know that either and there's there's a fallout one as well yeah I, didn't um, know. I mean you can kind of understand that like wandering around a wasteland but how, how do you play portal and board game form? i don't know i'm sure someone will, will let us know but yeah. uh yeah, like the themed monopolies. Obviously, there's there's a million different game because it's just you can just fart those out. Yeah, you anybody just can just some, ugh, yeah crap really. But mm-hmm. a bespoke board game that's meant to emulate the feeling of playing the game is uh, it fascinates me. But I have personally have no time for it unless someone else is going to help me. I when I was a kid, I had a, a bespoke like a, it wasn't just a, a monopoly reskin of um, a chicken run. 
Mm. A chicken run board game. Okay. Uh, which is a video game, technically. Was even it? Uh, it was just adapted from. Was it? Was it? Was it hard, man? <laughs> it was. It was. Hey, reason- duck, was it hard, man? It was reasonably hard, love. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, that was fun. You sort of went around. You had to like get this blueprint for a plan on how to escape. And there were loads of different ones. Like, <laughs> okay. you know, make a seesaw and drop an anvil on and it'll like fling you. Right, like mousetrap. Yeah, a bit like mousetrap. And then once you had this blueprint, you had to go around the the the, the facility, the yes. chicken farm, yes. and like scrounge up, like I need a plank of wood. I need like a, you know, I need a sieve. I need this, that, and the other. It's quite fun. It, it, it did feel fun. a little bit like a, like a prisoner of war kind of jailbreak <laughs> style board game, but just with chickens. Yeah. That's clever. Yeah. I like that. It was good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. going from something that was slightly weird as a concept, the chicken mm. run board game, to even weirder, it's time for the news. Weird. It's, it's, it's really weird, weird it's news. It's weird news. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Peter Austin? Yes? I believe you've brought some... Weird news. I I have. Am I going first? You aren't going first. It's your turn. Oh, it's my turn. Okay. He's getting out the weird phone. It's oh, here it is. He's going into the the weird messages. The, the bat weird. Are you able to send yourself messages on Facebook? That's messages? that's how I send my myself links to things. Yeah, I've I... seen you do that before. I didn't realize you could send them to yourself. Yeah, though. you have that's to like search for yourself, like because you don't come up on the list. But if you just right. type your name in, search. For the hero inside yourself. yourself. How do you... Uh, I don't know the next line. How do you get links to yourself? I, e- I email myself. Oh, so I many always, extra steps. Always email myself. Well, I've always got um, G- Gmail open in, in a tab on my browser. Oh, okay. Always, always ready to go. So. Police detain 10 teenagers in India for playing... I, oh, well, I didn't want to shout into the oh, microphone. Okay, was, sorry. Was that, was a, that was a deliberate technique. My, oh, my bad. Creak that. For those not watching on video, <gasps> Ben just lent the microphone right into my face. I was worried. Police detained 10 teenagers in India for playing Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Oh, no. It's a banned game. It's a banned game? Yeah. In Thailand? In 
No, in what? In, India. Say? in India, sorry. I just immediately connected the dots. Like, I didn't quite hear that. He must have said Thailand. Um, no, I didn't. What's, why is it I banned? I said teenagers. Oh, okay. That might have been and enough bands. for me. <laughs> Teen band. Been... Oh, Thailand. Oh, Thailand. Yeah, that sounds, sounds like it's just tuned out for a second. Police in the western Indian state of Gujarat detained 10 teenagers for breaking a newly announced ban on uh, the online video game PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, PUBG. Oh, my God. The forerunner of Global Smash... Fortnite. I mean, yeah, I guess so. It's a slightly weird way to... That was, that was a really weird sentence, wasn't it? This is according to Gar- The Guardian. Oh, nice one, The Guardian. So to, to The Guardian, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds is just the forerunner of Global Smash Fortnite. I mean, PUBG yeah. was a pretty so does, much a Global doesn't Smash. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist anymore. No. Fortnite exists and that's it. Uh, the ban was announced last week by local authorities to combat what they called the spread of, quote, violent traits in kids playing the game. Oh, that's such a shame. Now India's getting in on it. Yeah. Just as we're moving past it in the West, the, um, the East now has a go too. Uh, they were taken into custody, but later released with a warning, Oh, said Manoj Agrawal, police commissioner of uh, Ra- Rajkot City in Gujarat. Sorry for mispronouncing 50% of that, that was sentence. A, that was admirable. Wasn't yeah. It? Due to these games, the education of children and youth are being affected, and it affects the behavior, manners, speech, and development of the youth and children. Right. I'm, I'm just... I'm. Yeah, okay. Not a very good sentence, but that may have been translated. Who's to say? <laughs> it probably was. An order by the local police dated 6th of March said... Okay. Good. Okay. Um, do you know what's not banned? What's not banned? Fortnite. Right. You know, because uh, PUBG is the forerunner of global smash hit Fortnite. Yeah, I thought Fortnite has like better shooting than PUBG. Surely Fortnite is the, pre- presents more of a danger and also presumably building code violations as well. Uh, well, I guess Fortnite is um, a bit more cartoony looking than PUBG. Which, which makes it fine. Yeah, exactly. Just If you just up the saturation on your game, you can have people decapitating babies whenever you like. And that's fine because it's just, if it goes, woo, Whoa! as it happens. Yeah, yeah it's all right. <laughs> then it's... <laughs> just get a little clown horn. In. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, asked in a public debate in January about the negative effects of video games on kids, the Indian Prime Minister... Uh, Narendra Modi says, "Yeah, was he playing PUBG? Like everything else, technology too comes with its positives and negatives. I don't know what that's in reference to. Was he playing PUBG? Yeah, who? Was he playing PUBG? Uh, it doesn't say. Who's Literally, the article doesn't doesn't say who he is. That's so that's so odd. Or did someone ask the prime minister if he has been playing PUBG? I don't know." Sorry, sorry, but the Guardian just don't know what they're it's doing. The Guardian? Come on, the Guardian. As parents, we must guide our children to get the most from technology. We should encourage their curiosity to learn new things, like how to shoot each other. Yeah. That's a, that's... And build tall objects. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fortnite and PUBG, each backed by Chinese internet company Tencent, are credited with helping take video games to new audiences. Blue Hole and Epic Games did not immediately respond to requests for comment. That's so that's so frustratingly backwards, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I guess in a sense it's probably like a big discussion left for later, but you know, the whole idea of do video games call, cause violence, that's a big topic that's been yeah. talked about a lot in but various No though. Because well, yeah. if you're prone to violence, then you have deeper issues that video games wouldn't necessarily have have enabled you to act on. Yeah. I... Films, music whatever it is if you've got the impulses then there's something that runs deeper than video games yeah you, you, you would think so i mean i saw a, a pretty humorous quote about i think it was like a month ago or something about um how 
video games are the leading cause of street crime or something. <laughs> and it said, right. you do realize that, oh, it was, I think it was video games and uh, it was an, and TV or like some other home-based hobby. Yeah. And basically the response was, you do realize that like if kids are in, at home playing video games, they're not out on the streets like beating each other up. Like in, exactly. a, in a sense, video games are a way to combat street crime. By getting getting the kids <laughs> off the streets. Yeah, go commit virtual crimes, not real crimes. Yeah. It, it also just doesn't make sense because almost, unless they're very, very inventive, the entirety of all violent and criminal actions that can be undertaken in various video games are based on things that happened before video games existed. Yeah, of course. It's not, it's not, a, it's not symbiotic. No. You know? Someone held someone up at gunpoint long before you could do it in GTA. Mm. People don't do it because they did it in GTA. People do it in GTA because you can do it in real life. Well, my my gamer doesn't make sense. My gamer uncle, who I sometimes talk about on on uh, our various outlets, yeah. uh, always says, "All right, so are they are they going to ban the news then? Are they not going to put the news on until after the watershed, like 9 p.m.? Because yeah. the stuff that you see." You know, the the first headline on on the news at like six o'clock mm. is always something pretty pretty brutal. Yeah, you know, there's never good news. Twelve dead in whatever because mm. someone did a bad thing. You know, yeah. uh, whether it's at home or in a in a foreign country, you know, there's always things going on and films as well and TV and you know, at what point do you stop children looking at a screen that's got any kind of violence on it or mm. or, or you know. Should they not be reading Goosebumps? Because that's got exactly. people being cut. I don't know if it has actually, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, absorbed by blobs and things. Yeah. Uh, sucked into the sink. No, I don't Various think... sort of fetishes, I think, mainly. I'd, that's yeah, what R.L. Yeah. Stein is a big fetish man. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think most of it is his, his sort of weird way of marketing his fetishes to children. There was one where some kids found some, like some kind of cosmetic in like a, a junkyard and for some reason they put it on their skin. I don't know why. They they, yeah, and they turned into dogs. Uh, but slowly, you know, they, they got all furry first. Yeah. And then uh, and then eventually, yeah. No amount of cosmetic can cover up that. They were dog boys. You can't dog just those darn dog boys. And it's especially weird, weird though, that they chose to ban a particular game. Yeah. What was it that PUBG did, do you think, that caused them to ban it? Yeah, because they've not banned... I mean, Video games full stop. Yeah, they've not banned Fortnite, but they've not also banned, I'm sure, several games that are arguably more violent than PUBG or more, more gory or more realistic and gritty. But um, for some reason, I guess because it's popular with young kids, younger kids than uh, certain other ones. Children are committing crimes. What do they do in their spare time? Well, they're playing a video game. What video game? Right, ban it. Exactly. Because we we have to address the failings in our own policing and education systems by blaming something. Yeah. We need a scapegoat. And this scapegoat happens to be PUBG. Forerunner to smash hit. Forerunner. (laughs) Yeah. Um, um, so weird. that's that's some semi weird news. Oh, thank you. Uh, we we had to uh, divvy up a, a, a very weird news story, yes. didn't we? That, yes. Uh, you've brought to us today. I don't know the full details, so I'm interested to to hear what you've got to say. So big thank you to Fizzy Karma at Fizzy Karma on Twitter for making us aware of this. Mm. Um, Peter, are you familiar with the supermarket Aldi? 
Or all Aldi. these little things. Oh, no, that's the other one. Aldi or uh, Aldi. Aldi, Aldi. 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 Those of you who aren't, uh, Aldi or Aldi is the common brand of two German family-owned discount supermarket chains with over 10,000 stores in 20 countries and an estimated combined turnover, a turnover of more than 50 billion euros. In uh, Europe, you may know it as Hofer. Really? Yeah, it's called Hofer with an umlaut. Ah, did you know that um, Lidl, which is a very similar store... Yeah, Every Little Helps. Every Little Helps. Yeah, Tesco, not, Every Little no. Helps. There's Lidl and Aldi in the UK, at least. Mm. And they're owned by two different brothers. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, two different brothers owned Lidl and Aldi, and that's why you'll frequently find, uh, if you get one, you'll find the other one not too far away. Right. Because they both they stock stuff that the other doesn't. So if you need something from Lidl that you can't find, if you go to Aldi, there's a good chance you'll find it in there instead. Are they? Do you think there's like a big age difference? And one of them's the little brother, and one of them's <laughs> the, the Aldi brother. A lot Aldi brother. Yeah, he's much Aldi. I could have been a lot Aldi brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's there's there's a little fun fact about supermarkets for you. Mm. They're amazing supermarkets. They've got a central aisle, and they sell DVDs and like Weird wood surface. chippers and, <laughs> and what, slippers. Whatever's and going that week. It's really strange. I bought a pair. I, I went in. I got uh, a quiche. I got um, a pint of milk. Yeah. I bought uh, a, lawnmower. Iron, a lawnmower, Iron Man 1 on DVD. Yeah. And I also bought a pair of jogging bottoms. Right. I did actually buy jogging bottoms from uh, either Lidl or Aldi, whichever one. I can't, thing is, I can't remember what the difference is between the two. I went to one of them and I did buy a pair of very nice jogging bottoms for £10 that I still wear to this day. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Still very wearing nice. them. I'm wearing them right now. He's never, never taken, taken them off. off can't actually because they've sort of boa constricted to my skin <laughs> right uh, so i'm sort of i'm i'm the dog boy now yeah i got the fluff on gross me. what's happening <laughs> in, sorry in oldie town they have a new gaming promotion to target those pesky kids who are obsessed with video games especially the ones in india who are playing forerunner to Fortnite and and, and killing each other so this is just in the uk it appears and we now go to destructoid who reports tea time takedown so it's called, is an upcoming promotion designed to get kids back into the real world and, best of all, it requires no responsibility to make it happen. Simply hand over your child's gamer tag to the grocery outlet and between March the 22nd and March the 31st, Aldi may send a squad, sorry, may send a squad of professional gamers Ugh. to hunt them down in-game and take them out ostensibly sending them to the dinner table where you can discuss why you failed them on a social and disciplinary level. God. I'm not sure if anyone's clued Aldi in to the concept of respawns, it continues. I won't deny that I appreciate Aldi's prices, but this promotion seems to be ill-advised, reaching somewhat outside of their comfort zone of low-priced food and into parental-slash-child psychology. <laughs> Here's hoping that the tea time you spend together will afford you the opportunity to talk to your child about their hobbies, learn a little about why they find video games so exciting a pastime, and perhaps implement your own fair rules about restricting their usage like a parent should. Yeah. So that's the story Aldi have basically launched this promotion what's it called again sorry tea time takedown tea time takedown where there's an accompanying video and it's typical like standard just tired old stereotyped fare of yeah. like a child not at the dinner table because they're up upstairs obsessed with their video game and there's no way to get them to come down. It's probably playing that same sound effect that they've been using for video games since about 1990. Just some Pac-Man noise. <laughs> yeah, just some sort of explosions. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, if you, if you hand over the gamer tag, a squad of professional gamers will hunt them down in-game and then it's sort of 
that that's their plan. It's like, okay, so what's next then? Yeah, well, then they come down for dinner. Yeah, they'll like, go, oh, what? no, I got I But got they shot. probably won't. You know that you, you do die in a game, as it says in the article, and you respawn and you do come back. Yeah. They might just carry on playing. They might not like, realize oh. they're being targeted. They might just think, oh, that guy's quite good. Oh, that's, that guy's pretty good. So I've got some questions here that this raises. Um, firstly, obviously, it's very reductive uh, of games as a hobby mm. to just be like, well, let's let's call for the man, send him in, yeah. beat up Jimmy, little Jimmy. Just sort your kid out if you've got a problem with it. Just you sort it yourself. Exactly. So it doesn't it doesn't need to be that. It plays on tired stereotypes yeah. that, that, of course, children are, are going to be obsessed with video games. It's exciting and interesting. Have you seen video games? Mm. Have you seen what they look like now? Yeah. It's amazing. And they're... they're sort of have actual cinematic narratives and things like that yeah. and you care about people it's like, like The Last of Us story. 2 you know Reese can't wait for that because The Last of Us 1 was an incredible experience it's not just about blowing someone up exactly or they might be playing Minecraft where yeah. they're actively being very creative which is on the curriculum in several European countries precisely so that's stupid anyway to mm. play into that secondly they're a supermarket chain <laughs> yeah that doesn't make any sense who are you Single player games exist. It's yeah. something else that I that I realised. <laughs> how on earth are you going to stop stop your child from playing The Last of Us? They shouldn't be playing The Last of Us anyway. No. But how on earth are you going to? What are you going to do? What the pro game is going to do? I don't. Yeah, get when it. they're in their single player Minecraft. You're going to swap campaign. them. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to kick down their <laughs> oh door. My gosh. <clears throat> Next one. How are you going to even fill a lobby without being invited? Yeah. So presumably you get hold of this child's gamer tag. Firstly, how do you verify it is a child mm. and not just someone? taking you for a ride because yeah. this promotion is stupid um how are you going to get into their game without being invited yeah it's going to be incredibly obvious that someone is trying to is up to no good when suddenly the entire opposite team is filled with i don't know it do, it's not even Aldi possible underscore exactly <laughs> what's it called squad of professional gamers Aldi so, squad underscore professional James. one yeah, yeah. And, and so on Thunderbird 1 through 5 I think this like for example one of the only multiplayer games I play at the moment is occasionally I still play a bit of Battlefront 2 yeah and unless you're you like try and join my game through PlayStation and therefore you know I, I, I have to know who you are or I have to have the settings on that allow you to do that yeah you can't you can't do that in Battlefront mm -hmm. you can't just join you can't just type in a gamer tag you just no. go into matchmaking and hope that that you find them yeah in that one in 10,000 you know players or and however if, many presuming that the squad means they fill out an entire team yeah presumably so you're going to need to just get into a party with basically a full team mm. and just keep searching until you find this guy because if you get invited my next one is what game could this possibly work in yeah because no multiplayer games have a functionality where you can just invite someone to go like it doesn't work like that. No. There may well be a game, having said that, where you can invite someone to your game and and then they can switch sides and go to the other team. Mm -hmm. But presumably that's already an active lobby because the that you know the child needs to have teammates. Yeah. So the other side is already going to be slightly filled as well. So the chances of joining with an entire team already to go is highly unlikely. Even then, the child has to invite you themselves, yeah. which isn't going to happen. No. The last one that I've got here, what if the kid's really good? Yeah, this What if be... the kid just absolutely pantses them? <laughs> the, um... This professional squad of professional <laughs> gamers. How do you how do you even qualify? How do you quantify your your professionalism <laughs> when it comes to video games? I know I'm I'm a professional gamer. Yeah. Obviously, pro streamer, pro gamer. Absolutely. Uh, but like But you're, you don't work for Aldi. I've got a degree in pro in pro gaming. Mm. Pro gaming. 
an MLG degree. Exactly, from the University of Milk. Yeah. Uh, I don't... All of this just seems very poorly thought through. Mm. Love the supermarket. Don't really understand what they're trying to do here no. or, or how it's even going to work. But the promotion runs at the time of recording next week. Right. So hopefully we'll get some fun stories out of it maybe. Yeah. And, and we'll have to do another report back in a couple of weeks and see and see what actually happens. But I, yeah, thank you very much for bringing that to our attention. It's really, it's just so dumb, isn't yeah. it? It's ridiculous. It's, it's really dumb. Thank you for passing that our way. Um, <sighs> we've got another question, Ben. Yes. And there's sort of a running trend I've realized through this. So in, in, uh, Question one, mm. oh, well, not really question one, but but certainly the the Aldi story, yes, um, and the uh, the India story. It's about yeah. sort of games being a bad influence on children. Yeah, you know, get them down for tea, stop them being in India attacking each other. Question three comes from Matthew Sal Slater. Sorry. And yeah. said Salter. Ben and Peter, considering Sekiro is released this week, I will mm. be spending a disgusting amount of time this weekend doing nothing but sitting on my sofa, controller in hand, possibly eating at certain intervals. When I look back, I've spent a horrendous amount of time in some games. 500 plus hours in one Oblivion playthrough comes to mind. It's said a language can be learned fully, uh, fluently in a similar amount of time. Do you ever have trouble justifying the amount of time you spend gaming? Or do you, like me, consider it as easily justifiable as any other hobby, like fishing, for example? Greetings from the Netherlands. Now, this is an interesting thing. Yes. So my parents, although now that I'm doing this as a job and they do watch the videos, they can see some point to me being a gamer. But until right. I was working at What Culture, they thought that gaming is a essentially a complete waste of time. You should right. be outside in the hills and dales and or you know, you know fishing, that hoop. football. There's yeah. that hoop in the, yeah, in roll, the dirt road. Roll the hoop. Yeah. Um, but I have never agreed with that. There's so much from video gaming that I have that I have learned. Like, I, it, yeah. I, it's literally a learning tool for me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, I mean, there's the example here about, you know, in, in 500 plus hours, you can fluently learn a language. I'm not saying I've fluently learned a language from video games, but I've learned a bit of Spanish from Resident Evil 4. I've yeah. never had a Spanish lesson in my entire life. We didn't do it at school. Mm -hmm. It was an option. I chose German. Yeah, uh, I I know that. I mean, they're not phrases that I would necessarily use in conversational Spanish. Right. Uh, you know, the word cabron, sure, means it's either a, a homophobic slur. Yeah. Um, or I think it, it's sometimes used in the context of cuck. Okay. Or it can also just mean a general sort of asshole, bastard kind of thing. Right. Depending on the context, it's one of those things. Okay. Um, the 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 cultists say moria es vivia, which means dying is living. Oh. To die is to live. Um, you know, you don't walk it's into beautiful. a... Yeah, you don't say two pints, please. Uh, dying is living. Yeah. But, you know, I've I've learned things there. And equally, you know, in, in games set in historical settings or, or you know, I've, I've learned bits of science from mm -hmm. certain games that we didn't cover in school. Geography. You know, like, I've, I've learned history from Assassin's Creed games, like, more than... I, I covered on the national curriculum. Yeah. Things like that. I mean, I don't know how you feel about it. Well, in much the same way, you, you, I suppose you wouldn't go to Latin America and, and order a, a, a beer and, and say, Resquiacat in Pache. Yeah. And and then, you know, just, just stab them. Just stab them oh. right between the eyes. Yeah. Ultimately, video games have always had their detractors and there always will be detractors. But we have to take, just grasp onto the fact that these people are dying out. 
more and more people yeah. are growing up with video games and fewer and fewer people are are alive who never experienced them in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I feel like possibly maybe the the generation above us were the last or, or were probably the hopefully Fringe. the yeah, the last people who really had to to fight to justify playing video games because you and I as you said with your parents and very much the case with me as well like they they wanted me outside and doing other things i yeah. think just because they you know they just it's important to to encourage your child not like older you're doing it's important to encourage a child to go out and exercise and experience a, a vast uh, totally a, a vast a diverse hobby base yeah, you shouldn't just be playing time. games exactly yeah. but you know as as I've grown up and as you've grown up and talking to our parents like adults mm. and explaining what we do and the importance of video games and how big this industry is, mm. it's becoming less and less a case of, well, I spent the weekend playing video games. Oh, that's a bit of a waste of time. It's, yeah. That sounds awesome. I wish I could have played video games mm. all weekend. Yeah. What it boils down to is, does it make you happy? Mm. Because if it makes you happy and you enjoy it, then it's not even about it being a perfectly okay hobby to do it's that you derive some pleasure from doing it and that's really what it should be about yeah i mean matthew gives the the example of fishing at the end of his uh thing you know that's that's quite a good uh kind of comparison to make because it's one thing saying you know going out playing football or mm. going running because there's a, a health aspect to that but yeah. fishing you know it's not super strenuous i know every so often you might get a whopper whoa oh, oh it it's huge ah. oh no he's taken my rod um or you know something like darts or pool or snooker you know i don't yeah. think your parents would necessarily have a big problem with you if you went down to the youth club and played a game of pool with yeah. your friends in the village um so th- there's not really a, a reason why they should have an issue with you going out playing video games I and mean, that's the other no. thing is the social aspect to it i've met people i've i've become friends with people through playing games yeah i remember when I, in my early days of youtube i played games uh, with a guy called chris and we would occasionally upload videos mm-hmm. eventually um we ended up just like meeting up and hanging out um he lived in just north of newcastle yeah and uh, i went to to uni uh just north of durham uh, mm-hmm. that's where i was living and he just came down once. Um, like we hung out, we had dominoes, and we, uh, I think we watched some Doctor Who and stuff. Nice. And that's just a guy I met gaming on YouTube. And uh, you know, you know, we've got jobs through it. We've met people through it. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a whole. Both after the dominoes, of course, you both sat on toilets side by side, and yeah. held hands while you both. Had well, they only had one toilet. Just furious diarrhea. Well, yeah. you took it in turn. Someone was in the sink. Oh, I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, it has the consistency. It go right down. Yeah. No, it's fine. But uh, there's that whole. You know, I think the image that some parents who don't have a, a high opinion of video games have in their minds is someone sitting on their own in the dark, uh, yeah. like with you know playing manhunt or something mm-hmm. but there's a whole lot more to it than that you know i've played minecraft on multiplayer servers and done some amazing creative projects and things yeah, absolutely and it doesn't mean that you know you have to be a militant asshole about it because there's just uh, i really don't want to quote donald trump but there really are just bad people on both sides right just because like some people will be like oh video games what the hell and some people will, people will be like well actually let me tell you about video games it's this this yeah. this and you just come across like a really obnoxious person that's being you know talking down to to people that probably just don't really understand it well, or exactly. know what it is like if 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 i was to if someone asked me that didn't really play games oh what are you what are you doing this weekend i'd say oh well i'm gonna 
sit and just probably play video games all weekend rather than going, I'm going to play video games all weekend yeah. and I'm proud of it. You know, yeah, it's context sensitive. Mm. But as long as you're enjoying it and you can read a room, yeah. I think it's fine. Mm. Like, just do what makes you happy, especially when a new game comes out. Yeah. Go crazy. People sit there and binge. I think now more than ever, people can understand binging with Netflix. And yeah. Stuff. You know, parents sit there and they watch a whole season of Stranger Things in one night because mm-hmm. they can't stop watching. Why the hell can't you play a video game? Yeah. I think that's fine. I and think they'd probably agree now in 2019. Well, yeah. Like, I, th- I think nowadays as well, especially, you know, there's the whole thing that people say about the Wii was good because your grandma could play it. Right. And now that we've got like, actual home VR headsets coming out. Yeah. I know it's not exactly like full mainstream wide distribution, but you, you see a lot of clips nowadays of like mums and grands and stuff <laughs> playing VR. And some of them don't really seem to be enjoying it. They're just screaming on their chair, yeah. coiled up. But some of them I'm sure are probably thinking like, oh, is this, is this, is this, a is video this that video game? gaming that thing that, that I've been saying is, is like really bad for yeah. you this whole time? I would love like one of my parents to sit down and just play through like you know, Uncharted 4 with me or, um, you know, just something with like a a really good narrative. You know, I know my girlfriend sat next to me and watched me play through all of Drake's collection Mm -hmm. and she didn't really want to miss it. Like she said, oh, you're not going to play Uncharted tonight, are you? Because I'm home late tonight. And it's like, oh, no, I'll I'll wait. I'll wait. And she's not, she doesn't like playing. She doesn't like using a controller, but she enjoyed just sitting watching a very cinematic experience. So there's, there's all sorts of reasons why. It takes all sorts. There's definitely something to be said uh, to be said for encouraging people to to try video games or at least yeah. trying to educate them, but just make sure you go about it in a way that doesn't make you look like a dick. Yeah. And also when people talk down to you, just go, oh, okay, well, you know, last of a dying breed. So it's fine. Oh my God, yeah. Uh, so it's fine extinct, or whatever, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Enjoy Sekiro, Matthew. Enjoy yeah. the hell out of it. You Sit in it. those pants. Eat that bad food when you can be bothered to and, and play that video game. Who cares? Yeah. Just enjoy yourself. Go for it. Don't go fishing. Oh, God. Ultimately, just don't go fishing. I think what we've all learned here today is just screw fishing. Just sit at home, play Sega bass fishing for three God. days. You could do it at home. You know that, right? Yeah. Oh, terrible. Anyway, we're running a little long, but it's we time are. for our big discussion. It went on for a long time. It's time for the big discussion. It is. Google. Mm. They held a very exciting press conference. Sorry, uh, everyone. I just brushed my microphone. Did you? Yeah. I, went. I, was, I looked. I caught the corner of my eye. I thought you oh, don't like wipe your nose on it. I bet it stinks. Yeah. Mine it really does. smells. It's mm. got sort of like Wrestle Boy spittle Spittles. on it. Spittles. Yeah. Um, not that Wrestle Boys, you know, have worse spittle. I'm just saying like they have exclusively used this microphone mm. before us. Um, GDC, Game Developers Conference. It's, a, it's an annual meeting of developers, publishers, uh, Uh, store places platform holders all sorts press um and it's it's sort of a very in event if Mm. you if you get what i mean whereas e3 is very outward facing gdc is inward facing you know uh you you have gearbox last year showing off their new engine to you know uh industry colleagues and 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 so on and so forth yeah uh uh, the Last of Us is uh, or Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann holding a talk about storytelling in video games and stuff, mm. and talking to his fellow industry colleagues and stuff. So it's it's a very indis- uh, very interesting industry event to observe from afar. Yeah. But probably going might be a little unexciting just yeah. because there's not always stuff happening. But this year, big people rubbing shoulders and basically, yeah, things. and sharing tips and yeah. secrets and discoveries and some of yeah. their favorite games that, that they made. that they are making. Yeah. Google's there. Now, obviously, this spells big things because Google, I don't know if you've heard of them, 
but they've got a lot of money and they kind of own all of us. Yeah, they do the, the chew-tubes, don't they? They do the chew-tubes. Uh, they actually own um, our mortal souls mm. and all of our personal information and emails and so on and so forth. Yeah. They're getting in the game. Mm. They've decided to throw that hat into the ring. And this is a huge deal because the last person to do that with any money and weight behind them was Microsoft. Mm. And they're very much still alive and kicking now. Yeah. Um, so they've announced their, their new console, the Google Stadia. Mm. Horrible name. It is. Uh, but we might get used to it, like the PlayStation Vita yeah. or the PlayStation Move or... What are the horrible? The Nintendo Wii. Wii. Or the Wii U. That was a strange name. It's very strange. I, uh, when, oh, this is a quick anecdote. When I was uh, at uni, we had a, a stats module Wii. where we had to go and. N Nintendo Wii had it. Yeah. 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 With Nintendo Wii had a stats module where we had to go and learn how to do stats. It was really boring. Yeah. And uh, we had this proper, like, anorak stats teacher. He, you, can, you can just <laughs> picture him. I don't have to describe him. Right. And uh, we were doing this, like, stupid thing where we were. Um, doing stats about like the the local attractions of a city, and he was going, you know, all sorts of reasons why someone might come to a city. Um, you know, parks, uh, stadia, and that was his plural for stadiums. Oh God! I, I just found that so pretentious. I that know he didn't I visit say... the city for the stadia. Yeah, the stadia, not the stadiums. Mm. The stadia. Your stadia are beautiful. They are. Don't get them trimmed. No, please leave them alone. Good God! Yeah, so it's called Stadia. It had the most cringe-worthy. They did a live stream, basically announcing it and talking all about it. There, it had a very cringe-worthy video to begin with, mm. like. Humans have been playing games since before they were humans, and it's just sort of evolved from there. And they're, and they they were playing in the stadium with their stick ball and their ball sticks, right. and then it was like, but recently technology has been amazing, and it was it was all very. You could tell it was angled at the mainstream press. Yeah, and Doom, the the, the Doom fellas from ID were there as well, talking about Doom, and I noticed how they did not show any gameplay footage at <laughs> all. I was like, go on! I did a tweet. Show 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 a monstrous decapitation to the mainstream journalists, yeah. you cowards. He do it. He described it in a very tame way. He says something like, you know, you're a very powerful soldier. You're like an unstoppable force. <laughs> you rip eyeballs out. Come on, man. Yeah. It's a video game. No, Have fun with it. He just described him as like a very powerful force who's a sort of unstoppable, going through incredible worlds. Oh, incredible world yeah uh, anyway let's I've, I've broken it down from an article from IGN mm. which we will link in the description yeah uh, all the links that all the all the websites that we've referred to today will be linked in the description if you want to read them in full um, so I've, I've put together some bullet points Thank basically you. running down what this console is and what it's about firstly it's not really a console no. it's a it's it's not even actually a, a piece of hardware it's a streaming platform mm. so we were talking about streaming previously in the previous podcast if anybody is going to make it happen and has the money to make it happen, Google is really the company to, to, to sort of push it forward. So we'll discuss the merits and yeah, because the do they really as we go? Do they actually have the infrastructure? Ooh, we'll just, get onto I that. I hit my microphone there. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll start off. So here we go. So it's got integrated YouTube. This is all just from the article, so it might be a bit higgledy, higgledy piggledy. Higgle, higgles, piggles. Higgles, yeah. piggles in the ordering. But it's got integrated YouTube capture, streaming, sharing, and there's a button on the controller. So the thing you basically need is, is, is the controller, really. Mm. It doesn't say if it's mandatory. You might have virtual controls on tablets and things. Yeah, possibly. Because obviously due to the nature of streaming, the game is being hosted and run somewhere else. You need Google so, Chrome is what you need, right? apparently. So you can then play it on pretty much any any device that's supported. So you can play it on a tablet. You can play the latest big blockbuster releases on a tablet because you don't have to run it on the tablet. It's just streaming 
basically the footage to it yeah, while it's being you, run elsewhere you do the inputs and that's being streamed back or sent back to wherever it's being hosted mm. and so on and so forth so they're, they're going big on that just like the ps4 has a sh- has a capture button a share button on it which i think is a really good idea yeah uh obviously it makes sense for them to have integrated youtube mm. because being google it's going to be as easy as 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 pi yeah uh, so you'll be able to stream games in 4k at 60 frames per second both playing and streaming and they have goals of eventually doubling that to 8k and 120 frames per second yeah which sounds ambitious but i mean they've said themselves that it's more powerful than PS4 and uh, Xbox One combined. 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 So they're running it off their ridiculous computers elsewhere. Yeah. And presumably they can just upgrade those as they go with no cost to you. Yeah, I guess so. Because so. you're not paying for a console or anything like that. Uh, so they showed off instantly accessing a game while watching a streamer playing it. So there's no download needed, obviously. So that there was there was someone streaming a game and there was like play Assassin's Creed Odyssey next to it. They could play it instantly launched. You yeah. didn't have to load anything, just, just immediately worked and they could play it too mm. um tablet slash chromecast on tv are two of the places they talked about being able to play it so you can just yeah. you know if you've got a chromecast uh stick or whatever it is that you can plug into the back of your tv or if you've got a smart tv as well presumably that'll be supported in time yeah you'll just need your controller the controller instantly has the konami code printed on the back yeah which nice is a bit touch. weird it said and it nice says touch. something about google underneath it's like literally just because i heard that it was there and i was like is it some is it like Morse code or something? No, it's literally just printed <laughs> on the back. It's literally just the Konami code. Like, hey, we know you like games, yeah. idiot. Look at our game reference. Um, and uh, also, the yeah, it has the PlayStation layouts of, of sticks rather than one up there and one down here. A lot of people Xbox. prefer that. I'm, I, I don't mind it. I'm uh, st- stick dexterous. I don't mind. Yeah, me like, too. I can, ad- I can ad- adapt to either. I'm far more used to the, the PlayStation controller, whereas mm. it seems Xbox users have difficulty adapting. Right to the and switch users actually because they've got the inverted yeah, things when have, you slide they? the switch controllers into the little thing that makes it look like a puppy. The little thing, the yeah. little the little thing, the oldie the thing. Oldie um, so officially, Google have partnered so far with Unreal, Unity, Havoc, and several development companies. Mm. Uh, Ubisoft and ID have uh, are confirmed to be supporting them as a third party company, and Doom Eternal is definitely coming to Stadia as they announced sort of haphazardly, not really wanting to show anything off because they're scare people. Yeah. Um, so the, the, one of the exciting things that they talked about was state sharing. So I've put a description of, of how I understand it. Feel free to correct me or, or hop in here. Sure. But state sharing allows players to share a link to their game, much like a time-coded YouTube video link. Mm. So if you want to share a YouTube video with someone but a particular time code, you have an option to, to click at the bottom that says share at some like one minute 34 seconds mm. or wherever you are in the video and then when you click that button the link has a special code on the end so when someone else T loads equals, it it yeah. loads it exactly at that point in the video so players can then literally load up the spot they're in in a game so i could be halfway through a level in i don't know something yeah something very linear presumably mm. because it wouldn't work with everything like gta i imagine wouldn't really work open games you can't load into that exact like a bethesda game you can't load that exact instance for yourself well I wouldn't have thought it sounds to the way they were they were pitching it is that it there's all sorts of information you can include in this link so it's right. not just geographical location it's it sounds to me it's like almost the entire state you know like right. when you're emulating a game you can save state Yes. Uh, you can do a, a save state. Well, they said you can include in this link inventory items, 
uh, health. Ah. Um, I think like they gave an example of like, oh, so if you're playing a horror game and you've got like no health left and like one bullet and then suddenly a, a zombie jumps out and bites your neck, yeah. then you can share. If you're a YouTuber, for example, you can then once you've streamed that and gone, oh, wow, wasn't that fun? Thanks for watching, everyone. You can play that, too, and show me how you handled it. And you can right. send that exact moment of like an enemy, zero health items, one bullet in this geographical location within the game. That's what they said that it, it's. Yeah. It can do. It's like a lot of the stuff they were talking about. It's sort of not. I don't want to dismiss it by saying it's hypothetical, mm. but I I am hesitant to believe that that will work in every game. I think certain games, particularly indie games, I still think it's an incredible idea to literally send Peter a link and just say, "Hey, give this a try," and then he loads into that exact same instance yeah. and can then play it for himself because that creates all sorts of opportunities for replayability for doing challenges mm. and things like that say here here's my link give this bit a try with what i had in my inventory at the yeah. time or whatever uh q games who have uh, published uh, lots of titles people may be familiar with the pixel junk games mm. uh, from a few years ago uh, they're apparently building an entire game just around this feature which right. will be interesting to see um tequila works who who worked on rhyme then popped up and, and demoed sort of stadia's development tools by saying that they it took them a little while to get the art style down for yeah. rhyme that they wanted and stadia has is going to come sort of built in with various development tools one of which is art style so you can just press a button and it'll completely change how the world is rendered around you yeah to look a certain way that sounds cool but surely there is a limit to the amount of those that exist and Will games not end up potentially looking very similar? Well, this any th people who use it, that is. This is a weird thing. So yeah, they, what they had was this sort of grayscale character wandering around like a sort of temple ruin or something, and everything just had a gray texture on it. And then they said, "Oh, and here's this famous. I, I didn't even know this painting. It's, this is like a famous American painting. It's called like blue, yellow, and red, or whatever." Right. And they they showed the painting on the left. And then suddenly it was integrated into the game. So all the textures have, and it, it had done it, the, like it was, it looked quite nice, I thought. Like it mm. wasn't just like we've looped the texture over everything. And it, you know, it yeah. like lifted little bits and like put it, put it around. Um, it's, it, I think it's software that kind of learns based on um, kind of input from human human response and right. like you know they say yeah you did well on that one, good. Mm -hmm. um, and then they instantly added Starry Night by Vincent Van Gogh. Right. Um, which you know made everything look all swirly. They did like a weird Pac-Man one. Did you see that? Yeah, I th they said this was one of our favorites. I thought it looked horrible. It did look horrible. Um, but um, I, th I think it's a proof of concept, right? This isn't exactly how this is going to work, but that's yeah. the kind of stuff you'll be able to do with it. So in terms of things look like whether you, you know could games end up looking similar, I don't think I don't think the point is that like devs are going to be just applying various like presets that like come with the software right i right. think they would like create their own image with like the colors and like sort of textures and things that they want mm -hmm. then give it to the to stadia and stadia will go all right i see it's like a mood board i think i think you create a mm. mood board you give it to stadia and it goes oh i understand how you want this whole game to look i'll just do it for you sort of like color color sw swatches is that the word i'm looking yeah, for? yeah a little bit so yeah like when you're painting a room and it's yeah. like well you like this color you might also like these colors exactly they complement it. but i think sort of with textures and things like that as well like you know not just plain colors but actual mm. almost uh uh what's the word like haptic um uh, tactile. tactile. Tactile is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Tactile textures on, you know, plastered on walls and things. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's a really cool idea. 
Um, they've, they've also confirmed that crowd play will allow viewers of streams uh, slash videos to like just jump straight in, just like we talked about earlier with the streaming. Uh, the, the most important one, as far as I'm concerned, is that they've got Jade Raymond, who uh, you may not be familiar with, but you'll certainly be familiar with her work. She's the creator of Assassin's Creed, mm. and she worked as the lead on Assassin's Creed 1 and 2 and worked on various things at EA for a while as well. They brought her in to head up their first first-party studio, uh, which is called State stadia games and entertainment which is not very exciting no but that means they'll be they'll actively be creating their own games yeah we've had various platforms in the past on live in particular is a prominent one that wanted to kickstart streaming but they were they were reliant on third-party support mm. if stadia gets the right people if google gets the right people involved and on board to create must play experiences yeah. that can only be played on Stadia. That's how you build a platform. Especially if they're, that's how you do it. If they're built for Stadia, you know, like presumably that's going to reduce the the number of issues potentially of like yeah. you know porting across an old game onto a streaming service and being like, oh, hope this works with the technology. And it would officially be the most powerful. Yeah sort of platform out there. I know people, technically it's running on a PC, so people could have a PC that powerful, but the games being developed for that extremely powerful PC are also being developed for PCs that aren't that powerful, mm. whereas this will be exclusively developed across the board for a platform that is extremely powerful and everyone can experience yeah. the same thing. Unless, which we'll get to in a minute, mm -hmm. which it all hinges on, yeah. as we've spoken about numerous times mm. and is the main concern with streaming. Um, so it will also be able to support crazy multiplayer. This sounded just mad. So they were talking about how co-op games are sort of slowly dying out because as games get more advanced, once you have it uh, sort of on screen twice, rendered Local on screen, screen twice, yeah. yeah, locally, it becomes a bit too much for the consoles to handle and it, it like just developers are doing it less and less now. Um, however, I'm all about trying to save local couch split screen. Me too. Yeah, that's part of the reason why I love Borderlands so much is mm. that you can have four players playing this ridiculous game at the same time. Yeah. Um, Co-op games. Uh, they showed off a, a couple of tech demos for various sort of proof of concept games that they're designed very quickly. Well, I say very quickly, like in a few weeks, just to show off what could be done. Yeah. Uh, Co-op games. They've they've made something where you can view the perspective of several different teammates at once. So like it just came up with what's player two doing, and it mm. popped up in the corner. Player picture three, player four, player, four, and it all just because it's all streaming. It's not being rendered locally, so yeah. it's it's not a not an issue. Uh, they showed off a open world fully destructible city with no stuttering or slowdown whatsoever just stuff like collapsing around them and yeah 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 that there's the potential for even a thousand person battle royale yeah that's the mad thing i was talking about like would, would you even want to do that well that's the thing bigger is not always better a thousand what are the odds of coming first in a, <laughs> in a one thousand imagine game? just just playing for like over an hour yeah and, and then just dying and you you came 450th yeah like, oh, oh. I mean, uh, playing a, a 1,000 competitive multiplayer game doesn't sound like that good. But on the other hand, a 1,000 player cooperative multiplayer game. Yeah. Uh, there's some sort of crazy weird potential for that. Imagine 1,000 people working together to do something. Yeah, building something. Imagine arri arriving in a Minecraft server with 1,000 people where no griefing's allowed and you're all working together to build something and you've got foreman like pointing you in the right direction and stuff you would literally be it like be arriving chaos. at work it would be unbelievable but it would it would again it would push games forward but as i've noted here mm. the only way that would ever truly be feasible is if they made that themselves because yeah. while they really do need third party support 
it would take a lot of convincing and presumably a lot of money for, a, say, Ubisoft to decide to create from the ground up a 1,000 per- person battle royale game that's only going to be on this new platform. It would have to platform. be exclusive, yeah. Exactly, because nowhere else would be able to run it. Mm. Um, so it would have to be an exclusive. Um, it's launching 2019. It is. It is. It's launching this year. No price confirmed yet. Um, or if there's a subscription or how that would work or if you have to pay for games independently. Yeah. Um, they've also said that there's going to be full cross-platform play Yeah. Uh, with the options for players to import save data over, mm-hmm. which is interesting. There's certain aspects of this where they, you do actually feel like they kind of know some of the things that gamers want and appreciate. And, you right. Know, sometimes these things, when a new thing comes out, it's, it's you know, it's uh, full of big wig kind of uh, boardroom ideas that don't actually work. But the idea that, you know, they said, oh, our personal favorite memories playing video games were were couch co-op, you know, split screen. We want to try and bring that back. Yeah. Uh, You know, well, maybe people want to bring their save data over onto our platform. You know, that's just Mm -hmm. a quality of life kind of things that, you know, it shows that they do actually understand gamers to an extent. They do. They do. They've clearly done a lot of research. Um, However internet speeds yeah if this is a streaming platform and you're you're talking about 4k you're talking about 60 frames per second thousand people it's gonna the i still don't think the internet's there yet but here's the thing that's been annoying me about how i how i've seen this because or how i've seen this unfolding in the reaction to it Mm. because obviously that's a huge concern and that's totally warranted and that's totally fair and i completely understand that yeah however you cannot you you shouldn't be so dismissive of it as a whole just because of that. Some people have seen that and just like, streaming, get out of here, not interested. Yeah. This is definitely the future. We may not be ready for it yet. We were talking about whoever takes that first step, it could be a career ender for them because mm. people aren't ready. If Google is is their first step into the world of gaming and and they have the capital to back it up, they yeah. can bring the right people on board, they can advertise how they want it, they can get the integration down. I think they're they're in the perfect place mm. to take this first step to push the industry forward. And it doesn't sound like, apart from the fact that they're opening up a first-party studio, it doesn't sound yet like they really want to go toe-to-toe with the existing platform. No. Members, which I think means that people, especially video game enthusiasts, they're so resistant to change a lot of the time. Yeah. That they'll see this and go, well, you know, it's, it's not going to beat Mario. It's no. like, it doesn't have to beat Mario. But it, it can be a fantastic alternative with great ideas that pushes the industry forward by just being competition. And depending on who gets on board, you might be, I mean, maybe not Mario, but you might be able to play a bunch of, you know, all the cross-platform kind of yeah. IP. Potentially. You might be able to play that on, on Stadia, perhaps in a, in a better, more beautiful, more responsive way than ever before. Yeah. Unless your internet's not very good. Exactly. Um, they showed, I think this was the worst thing for me, is that, I've seen a, a like a three second clip on Twitter. Um, it was kind of out. It, it was lifted from from the conference somewhere, and I didn't see it in context. But basically, someone was playing Assassin's Creed. Yep. They walked up to this ledge. They pressed the A button, and on the third press, the character jumped up. And it's like this is your own conference. You were ready for this. This is you've got all your own infrastructure set up. This mm-hmm. is the best case scenario for that to work seamlessly. Yeah, and it didn't seem to work. Now, you know, sometimes there are just technical issues and Mm -hmm. you can't help it. They're live on the internet streaming this reveal. You know, unfortunately, that happened. Yeah. We'll have to see, I guess, uh, just how how responsive it is. But um, Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I mean, fundamentally, I think it's got some really interesting and, and very exciting ideas. Like there's a lot of stuff in there, like the integration of sharing and being able to, I think, saving share states is is huge. Yeah. Like that's going to be I really do think that's going to be a game changer. Mm. Um, Joining if, a streamer's game very easily. Exactly. If you're going to if you're going to make a console about streaming, it needs to have this kind of integration. Mm. And Google has the money and the clout to actually make that happen. Uh, fundamentally, though, it's going to be down to internet speed. Yeah. It's going to be down to price points, um, and it's going to be down to it's going to be completely limited by what's actually released on there. Which developers get on board? They need yeah. the third party support. They need the first party to really drive it and make you know have there be experiences that cannot be enjoyed anywhere else. Mm. Um, that's what it's 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 going to be games price and internet speeds and yeah. and that's it you know immediately people some people just aren't going to be able to use this no they're just not going to just because yeah. of where they live yeah definitely uh, and that's difficult and google knows that and there's going to be unless they announce that hey we're going to sort fiber to everyone yeah if you sign your life rights away to us yeah um there's there's, there's going to be people who just cannot play this mm-hmm. but for those people who can they need to do the right things to make sure that they want to do it. And it sounds like they might be doing that. Yeah. I mean, and the other thing, you know, you say it's going to take someone to make that first step into into cloud gaming, streamed gaming. Yeah. And it could be a career end. And I think you, you, you'd be right if you were talking about, you know, Microsoft, for example. If they took the leap and it just went horribly wrong, yeah. that could really, like, destroy the Xbox fan base to an mm-hmm. extent. Um, Google, you know, coming in without a precedent, without a console, you know, at least they're not going to alienate a, a current console audience that they have because they don't have that. You know, yeah. they're not going to, they've not like made a, an announcement that's made all of their current players go, oh no, I don't like this anymore. Yeah. So if this goes wrong for them, I mean, evidently they've, they must have pumped so much money into just building the infrastructure alone for this. Yeah. So I'm sure there'd be some heavy losses, but equally, you know, Google are a, a massive corporation. They'll be all right. It would be just a bit of a dent, you know? Yeah. Um, so if anyone was going to do it and take the risk, I'm kind of glad that it's Google and not Sony, Microsoft, or Nintendo, or, or yeah. Steam, because uh, it, it matters less if it goes wrong for them, and it's it's good of them to try, at least. I agree. Uh, it, could, it could be another Google Plus. Yeah. Uh, it could go the way of Google Plus, and everyone's like, no, and then just is forced to use it, and then nobody ends up actually using it for its true purpose, apart mm. from changing your profile photo, and then thinking, oh, God, how do I get back to YouTube now? I'm stuck in Google Plus. Yeah. What's a circle? I can't get out of the circle. Um, it could go that way. However, the ideas that they've presented here are so interesting that you've got to imagine Microsoft, uh, Sony, and, and Nintendo are sat up and paying attention. Yeah. Well, of course they are, but just in terms of the ideas that are presented here, if they're looking to the future, presumably the PlayStation 5 is too far along in R&D and development now yeah. for it to actually, for, for the sort of game-changing ideas that have been brought up this week uh, to, to be implemented at this stage. But certainly looking forwards, they'll be paying a close eye on, uh, you know, to, to what Google are doing. Yeah. And uh, we may well see it on other platforms as well. And Sony, you know, in developing the PlayStation 5, they will have always known that, like, cloud gaming is an option. And they, they will have weighed up whether they want to do it or not. But and they've they, got PlayStation now already. Well, sure, yeah, that's 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 true. It's just not very well supported. But uh, assuming it's probably not massively integrated, isn't it, as a, you know, a huge part of the PS5, that will have been because they made that decision and thought, well, no, that's not for us right now. But maybe if they see, 
you know, it's like we were saying, it's going to take someone to test the waters and uh, try and slowly bring people over. A little bit like how the Wii did it with motion controls, you know. Yeah. And there were some motion control consoles before then, some really retro ones as well. Like so They go back like 10, 20 years sometimes, really yeah. janky ones. Um, but, you know, the Wii did that. And since then, now it's it's an integral part of like VR headsets and things. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, this this could be the first big step into true cloud gaming. Absolutely. This could be a, a very real game changer. So please let us know what you think about it in the comments below and also tweet us and, and let us know your thoughts too. Again, try not to be so cynical just yet. I know there's there's a lot of hurdles for Google to overcome here, but certainly the ideas presented seem pretty well realized. Mm. And again, even if it goes the way of Google+, it could end up changing things just by virtue of having existed and being spoken about in the first place. Yeah. So Get let us know. the platforms into gear. Exactly. Yeah. And more competition is good mm. as well. Like yeah. it just drives innovation. And I think that's a that's just a good thing. Peter. Yeah. Where can the listening slash viewing public find us if they want to? We are everywhere, pretty much everywhere at Team Triple Jump. So mm. our YouTube channel, if you're not watching there right now, is youtube.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Yeah. We also stream on Twitch. That's twitch.tv forward slash Team, team Triple, Triple Jump. Jump. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. That's twitter.com and facebook.com slash Team, team Triple, Triple Jump. Jump. And uh, we have a Patreon. If you mm. wish to support us, that would be very nice. That's patreon.com forward slash team, team triple, triple jump. jump. In fact, all the questions today came from patrons. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's say that. There are various benefits. Um, seeing worst games ever two days early and, and so you, on and so Which forth. you did yesterday. If yes. you're listening on the day of release. Absolutely. Um, the other way you can support us is by, by going to our website, triplejump. That's mm -hmm. triplej.mup forward slash shop. And we have a store there where we're selling all kinds of Merc. I'm not wearing mine today. It's I'm wearing the, a hoodie. It's in the wash. And there are also them. two mugs on the table. Yeah. There's two mugs sat behind the table. <laughs> I'm wearing the swimming costume underneath. You are. Peter's always wearing it. Yeah. Um, so the podcast is now it's now everywhere, isn't it? It's now audio? everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, so on. If you want to find it at the source, play.acast.com forward slash S forward slash triple jump. There are links in the description of all the videos now with all the relevant podcast links if you want to go check them out. Hmm. Um, and I think there's one last thing. Yeah, we've got a Discord, which is uh, one of the Patreon re rewards is there's a, an exclusive Discord room. Yes. Um, but you can, you can join it if you're not a patron. You just can't get in a special room. That's mm -hmm. bit.ly forward slash Team triple jump. Yes. Yes. And uh, I think we're one of the one of the other rewards mm. is uh, a monthly Discord chat, live chat with us. Yeah. Where you can ask questions and we will answer them. I think we're going to try and do that next week. We'll be speaking so, to you on actual audio waves live. We're going to do a patron uh, Patreon post about that. So if you're already a patron, look out for that. And we, we will try and realize that in the next week or so. Mm. So look out for that in terms of our output lists go out every tuesday and thursday streams every monday tuesday and uh, the tuesday and yeah, thursday uh, 3 p.m gmt uh, we did it wednesday the week just gone mm. uh because of shuffling things around uh worst games ever is fortnightly this week happened to be a worst game so go and watch it if you'd like it was good really appreciate it and the podcast is every other saturday peter hmm. thank you very much for coming along thank you very much for having me along we ran a little we we ran a little long 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 oh, there but uh, it was it was an important, very important discussion. So again, please do let us know what you think in the comments below. We'll be back next Saturday. Thank you very much for watching slash listening. And we'll see you next time. We will. See you next time. Bye. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.